I keep expecting, although he did it, you know, Trump lobbed a couple of cruise missiles into Syria, too. Now, supposedly his target were, what an irony, <laughs> were Russians. Supposedly there was a Russian or there was a Russian presence on a base that was supposedly helping ISIS out, as I, as I recall. And when Trump ordered the cruise missiles to go in or to be lobbed from an aircraft carrier, I don't think that they boasted and bragged that they had killed any Russians, but that they had knocked out Russian hardware or infrastructure or whatever. In any event... And we don't have very many details. I mean, the story I have on Sean Van, uh, upon Vanity's wet dream last night, dream come true to report that bombs were being dropped on human beings somewhere that wasn't Marika. Marika strikes back, says the Daily Mail. F-16s conduct airstrikes against Iranian proxy forces. Can someone give me the Webster's or Oxford Dictionary definition a proxy force. Oh, you mean like the United States sending howitzer weapons and then soldiers to instruct Ukrainians on how to use them? And okay, you crack. Get out of the way. I'll fire the dang thing. Is that a proxy force? Oh, only we are allowed. That's right. Only Marika is allowed to have a proxy force because we's a force for good, Mike. We's proud. We got apple pie. We got beer and franchise restaurants. We the greatest country in history in the world. You want say? You want say? You want say? Proxy forces. I didn't know that was illegal. <laughs> this would make us criminals in how many countries in the world? Look, we just gave them some good old-fashioned American exceptionalism. At the end of a laser-guided, laser-guided missile number two. In any event, I digress. America strikes back. F-16s conduct airstrikes against Iranian proxy forces in Syria. In retaliation for more than a dozen rocket attacks that have injured 21 U.S. troops since Hamas atrocities. Film at 11. Two locations in eastern Syria linked to Iran's Revolutionary Guard were hit by airstrikes in the early hours of Friday. Pentagon, the five-sided symbol of all evil on Earth, uh, said the strikes were in retaliation for a flurry of drone and missile attacks against U.S. bases in the region since October 17th. Washington is sending a message to Iran and its allies not to try and take advantage of the unrest in the region due to the Israel-Hamas war. Um... Why can't they take advantage of it? Or here, here's a question. Are we allowed to take advantage of it? Because we sure as hell are. Oh, that's right. Only Marika is allowed to take advantage of war, 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 bomb, 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 kill, kill, kill. I have a question. Um, is there any United States 
sovereign territory, you know, that we actually like claimed as territory that's in Iraq? If there is, I don't know about it. I know that there's land that we stole from the Iranians. I know that. I know that there's 2,500 troops there. I know that. Uh, let's get back to the land here, though. They bombed our boy. Wait a minute. Wait. Why do we still have bases in Iraq? John Kirby's out there going, look, our troops are over there conducting a very special mission. They're still out chasing down ISIS. I went, ISIS? Is that a soft drink? What is that? Oh, 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 ISIS. Why didn't you say so? ISIS. Now, all of a sudden, not only is Hezbollah an entity that I'm not aware of that is responsible for any war on terror attacks here in the United States, an entity called Hamas, Hamas or as Netanyahu says, Hamas, Hamas, <clears throat> not Hamas, Hamas. Now we have the Iranian Re Revolutionary Guard. We must have them into the evil axis of evil bad guys. Um, well, wait a minute. We have bases, military installations, in countries that we're not at war in. Why? Well, a, a miniature plane. We have to get. A, we have to kill the terrorists over there. They don't come kill it over here. Everybody know that. I thought Trump said that he had vanquished ISIS. As a matter of fact, didn't Trump take out uh, number one and number two in an ISIS leadership? I want to, I want to say I re remember reporting that and talking about it in 2018. Two Iranian-controlled sites in eastern Syria were hit by U.S. airstrikes in the early hours of Friday in retaliation for a flurry of attacks against U.S. bases. Blah, blah, blah. I already told you that, 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 that. Pentagon said strikes were not conducted, connected to the Israel-Hamas war, you say. Oh, really? But analysts said they were designed to send a warning to Iran not to take advantage of the regional turmoil. Iran's foreign minister, Hossein Amir Abdullahin, Said to the United Nations on Thursday that if Israel's offensive against Hamas does not end, the United States will not be spared from this fire. There were no report of any casualties in the 4.30 a.m. strike, and a U.S. official told Voice of America's Jeff Selden that the locations were chosen because there were no civilians present. Oh, you mean we actually considered whether or not we wanted to take a hospital or two out? Oh, how very how very modern of us. How very Christian of us. That was so nice. I think we're going to give you guys a nice award. It is the first time since March that the Biden regime has authorized airstrikes against Iranian-linked targets in Syria and Iraq. And comes after a series of assaults, of assaults began on October the 17th. And then there's more on this. And, you know, then you have the images in the piece, of course, uh, you know. Super high-tech jet fighters. But don't worry, because they're ours. John Kirby was asked about this, and he's like, well, look. What you need to know is this. The regime is going to stand against this evil. 
So it's business as usual. Now, here's a question. Uh, would it have been necessary to launch any airstrike anywhere in, quote, the region, close quote, if there were not American bases, American soldiers, and American ordnance that were on the sites? Good luck. Stop that. Better char play. The court that wouldn't have been because we wouldn't be there. Oh, what? You know, after a while, you just get kind of tired of this. <laughs> you just get kind of sick of it. Uh, I was reading on Twata uh, underneath the Pentagon's announcement uh, that uh, this had happened. Most of the commentary, and it's twatta. I mean, I don't know how representative it is. Most of the chatter on the couple of news item sites that I saw about this were like, so we're trying to start World War III, and this is a war we don't want. Apparently, many of the American people do not want an, an, a, a, another foreign entanglement war. Now, this is quite possibly, though, one of the most interesting things that has happened since the Biden regime decided to throw a trillion dollars in munitions at the, uh, at the Russians through the Ukrainians. There's a headline here. Let me share this with you. Because the armor has begun to crack. The unity has begun to crack. Slovakia's newly appointed prime minister will not support military aid to Ukraine. Quote, let them negotiate peace for 10 years. And this is according to, this is MSN.com. I suppose that's a reliable source. Robert Fico, the newly appointed minister, prime minister of Slovakia, has confirmed that he will not support military aid to Ukraine, as he said during his election campaign. Citing Fico's or Fico, I don't know how you say that. Is it Fico, Caesar, or Tzadi? Is it Fico or Fico or Fico? Statement before the members of the Parliamentary Committee on European Affairs before the leaders' summit in Brussels. Fico stated that he will not support military aid to Ukraine. Let them let them negotiate peace for ten years rather than kill each other for ten years without any result. Prime Minister also added that Russia has made greater territorial gains than Ukraine at the stage this stage of the war. He also said he would not support EU sanctions against the Russians without assessing their impact on the rest of the EU countries. In other words, it sounds to me like this guy is going like, okay, look, we made the mistake of getting involved in this. I am extricating us from it. I'm going to soft pedal this as softly as I can. And I, it, it, basically, if I read between the lines here, this is Slovakia telling the Russians, look, dude, don't <laughs> don't blame us. We're going to back out of this slowly, okay? We're going to back away. We're going to make it look like, no, no, we need to assess the impact it's going to have. You know, any sanctions against the Russians and this and that. We need to, we're, we're going to help assess that. That is code for we're stalling for time. So now we don't know what's going to happen with the polls. 
Now, if the polls get cold feet and they yank their funding and their support, combined with Slovakia, what is the uh, Belarus was already a no. Uh, this would then leave the Krauts, this would leave the Germans, with basically the last EU country that's on that side, uh, that's that far east, that could lead, lend uh, direct material aid and support. Uh, this thing is crumbling. Zelensky is going to lose. Unfortunately, and all you can do is pray for the souls of the dead. So many young Ukrainian boys. I mean, what's been done in Ukraine so that military industrial complex states in the United States, Mitch McConnell's buddies in 38 states, can have their stock prices go up and have employees getting, uh, we shipped so many missiles, we got bonuses this month. This is an unthinkable, horrid war crime. And Biden ought to be treated as the war criminal. And anyone that authorized this, if you're going to do this, you have a duty to declare a jus ad bellum, make it a just war, make your case, declare the war, and then blow the kingdom come. But the objective is always peace. And that is not the objective here. By the way, in Netanyahu's little threat to the, uh, the remainder of the non-Jew planet the other day, there was no objective for peace. Nope. All he talked about was killing. Killing and triumph. I really wanted to talk about beer today. <laughs> Let me hit you with this. There was a guy that was on with Tucker Carlton, episode number 34, Tucker on X, Bob Amsterdam. Play this one, Maggie. This is on what is actually happening with the Ukrainians. And as I, as your kind, humble host has been telling you, Zelensky has made, the the Ukrainian parliament has banned Ukrainian orthodoxy in Ukraine. Now, they claim that the reason they did it is because these, these prelates... What do they call them in the Orthodox Church? They're called patriarchs. These patriarchs made deals with Putin and with Russian Orthodoxy. Uh, they withdrew from any deals that they had back in May. So he, he, here's Tucker's interview with the guy. And uh, just kind of set the stage here. The United States is now supporting and is directly giving aid and comfort to a country that is now punishing people for practicing Christianity in that country. If you take three steps back, a lot of what's happening around the world seems like an attack on Christianity. Thanks to the neocon project, virtually the entire ancient Christian population of Iraq was eliminated. The U.S. government, under several presidents, has funded effectively the killing of Christians in Syria. No! And this continues throughout the Middle East and in Eastern Europe. In Ukraine, the most obvious example. The Ukrainian government has now banned an entire Christian denomination, and virtually no one in the United States has said anything about it. We thought it would be worth learning more. Bob Amsterdam is an attorney representing that denomination. He joins us now. Mr. Amsterdam, thank you very much uh, for coming on. Explain, if you would, to people who haven't been following this, what's the denomination, what's its status now, and why? The Ukrainian Orthodox Church is the home of orthodoxy in Ukraine. It's been around for a thousand years. Five years ago, 
the Ukrainian government, in its wisdom, set up uh, what is called an autocephalous church, an independent church, independent of Russian, any connection to the Russian canons, and decided that that church should replace the spiritual home of Ukrainians. That church, called the OCU, has been engaged in an absolutely vicious, unlimited campaign to uh, steal uh, property, harass, intimidate, and, and jail clerics, uh, force conscription on believers, oh. uh, act in a manner that is, is almost unbelievable in they a civilized society. They're the good guys! And they'll use the excuse that this church, which, by the way, completely separated from Moscow in May of last year, is somehow connected to the Russian FSB. But based on the testimonies uh, I've reviewed, there seems to be little substance to this allegation. And in fact, there are other institutions in Ukraine, like the secret police, who have been far more infiltrated by Russia than this particular church. Yet there is a reason for it, and it's a sad reason, the politicians in Ukraine, including perhaps the president, want oh, no, the populist him. vote of those behind this new church and therefore feel it is in their political interests to destroy this ancient branch of Christianity. And, and, and I absolutely can tell you that the, the damage that has been visited on the leadership of this church, including five-year jail sentences for... 75-year-old clerics just astound you that in the 21st century, a country that wants to join the EU would ban a religion, let alone an ancient Christian form of that religion. Uh, don't be astounded, Mr. Amsterdam. This is what we do in the West. You know how Tucker began that segment by saying that the, it seems, uh, if you if you were to look at this from uh, uh, from a very neutral, unbiased lens, one would probably conclude that the United States of America has been systematically eliminating Christian populations in Europe, Middle East, and Asia since. The early 1990s. As Tucker said, there was a significant Christian population in Iraq prior to cowboy war on terror. Bush and Cheney's ill-advised, illegal war crime war in Iraq. Where estimates vary, some say 500,000. Some say 700,000. Some, I've heard in estimates as high as a million. Depends on who you believe a lot of Iraqis who had every right to be there, who had every right to support their dictator, Saddam Hussein, who had every right to support their local uh, Sunni or Shia parties. But you know what they also did? And you know what Saddam did? Saddam forbid the Sunnis from destroying Christian relics and Christian holy sites and churches. Remove Saddam, which we did, ceremoniously we hanged him. Remove Saddam and install democracy. And then you get Muqtada al-Sadir, 
roaming about the countryside in church of Christians to destroy. You know, I played a clip. One of the last things that I did on the Sirius XM Patriot channel is probably... It probably angered them to no end. I played a clip from a Catholic priest who gave, gave a sermon. He had just been to this church in Iraq, and his friend had stayed there and was the pastor or, or the uh, you know, the pastor of this particular, it was a Catholic church. Uh, one morning while mass was being heard on a Sunday, they heard a loud commotion outside. What happened? 20 members of some Sunni Orthodox Muslim gang with assault weapons slung uh, barged into the church and uh, they positioned a, a couple of guys at the back so no one could get out the back. They put a couple of dudes at the front door and then uh, they went up to the altar and declared that this was no longer a Catholic church. It was going to be converted into a mosque. And uh, they shot the priest right there in the head. They shot the altar servers. And then uh, just for fun and poops and giggles, they went ahead and murdered. I can't remember how many people um, in this church. And then they chased the rest of them out of there, shot a bunch of them in the back while they were running, set the place on fire and called it a day. That never happened under Saddam Hussein. Christian populations, as I said, relic sites and churches were destroyed and are still being destroyed in Iraq because of what the United States and our global war on terror allies did in the search for what didn't exist. Saddam's weapons of mass destruction. Oh, don't worry. We had them and we still have them. Join the Tucker's right. Don't forget what Bill Clinton did in Bosnia, Serbia, Herzegovina. There was a Christian Catholic population there. And what did Clinton decide to do? He decided to side with the Muslims and started bombing the Christians.